Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello everyone, and welcome back to another podcast episode. And today's episode, because I haven't really done a mental health one in a few weeks, if not months, um, because I've kind of been trying to heal myself stuff like that however I wanted to focus this episode on anxiety because it's such a I was gonna say prolific but I don't even know what that word means it's such a big thing for people my age and kind of the age of my listeners because of course you might be at school or university high school sixth form whatever like that or just in general you may have anxiety and I've been experiencing it quite bad in the past few weeks months so I want to kind of talk you guys through how I'm trying to deal with it, how I live with anxiety and kind of work my way through it and heal myself. It would mean the world for me, world for me, world to me, if you could possibly rate this podcast give a or give a little follow, turn your notifications on. I post every Sunday at 8pm or you can find me on my Instagram at Tillswills. My kind of experience with anxiety to get straight into it, um, I think honestly mainly started when I was Irish dancing because obviously that is it's a competitive sport you have the concept of comparison coming in at quite a young age so I remember my anxiety kind of kick-starting then and then it kind of not went away but it kind of it got a lot better at some point it kind of just filtered away and I started to focus on more things because I was keeping myself busy with school social media getting into university etc but I think I've noticed in the past few months since I'd say February time, I'd say months, it's actually been like two months, but I have had quite a bad case of anxiety kind of propping up in my life and it's been hard to deal with. It's been really hard to kind of navigate my life with this newfound kind of mental health issue. I am obviously really open about my mental health on this podcast when I spoke about when I had depression and stuff like that, but now it's kind of at first when I started feeling this sense of anxiety it was almost this like oh no not again because obviously I've already experienced uh, depression in quite a bad case and now it's kind of come to this but I've had to kind of learn that I may have to live with this for a while it's like living with a friend but almost not really my friend because it's kind of makes my days fucking oh god sorry makes my days bloody awful but again I want to kind of tell you guys about how to live with it and kind of push it to the side sometime not push it to the side because you don't want to forget about the emotions that you're feeling but to recognize acknowledge kind of coping mechanisms the fact that it isn't a weakness it's just something that you're going through and it's as simple as that but I've noticed it in the past few months at university perhaps with the workload or anything like that but I've felt this utter sense to be completely honest of loneliness and being lost which is totally understandable of course I'm I'm not necessarily new to uni because I'm nearly finished my first year, but it's still a new place. It's a foreign place to me and I'm meeting all new people and kind of finding this new self-expression or this new persona of myself. And it's been scary. And that's kind of been one side of the anxiety where I've just felt lonely and kind of 
not myself. And it's hard because when you do feel that sense of loneliness and feeling isolated, you see it as a very bad thing and you start to kind of self-destruct, which I have been doing for the past few months. I'm going to be open about it. And that's fine. But at the time, it was overwhelming me and giving me like, not physically sensory overload, but like mental overload where I'd have so many things going on in my mind because the reason why I felt lost was because of being at uni, but then I couldn't focus on uni. And anxiety literally feels the way that I just sounded, like talking a thousand miles an hour. But I think, I suppose, my anxiety with university is the fact that I can't just go up to my parents and give them a hug or go and watch a film with them. My old coping mechanisms have gone. So I have to now reset and set myself some boundaries and coping mechanisms and ways that I can kind of heal myself. But anxiety isn't like a quick fix unfortunately so in this episode I want to talk to you about like finding ways to find a release to when you feel this emotion a big change that I've seen since I've kind of tried to heal myself with my anxiety is acknowledging where the anxiety sparks or where it stems down to for example I could think sometimes I get really anxious when I'm doing university work and it's because the stem of that is that I'm anxious about not doing well in life and being like oh my god because I'm not living in New York now and making loads of money and really successful I'm never going to do that but that is the anxiety putting a time frame on success or putting a time frame on where I am now in my life and sometimes anxiety could spark from friends I used to get really anxious when I was around certain people because I feel like I have to perform to be like a version of myself that I know I'm not but also When you do have anxiety, on another hand, when you do have amazing friends, anxiety I've noticed in the past month or two has made me cancel so many plans and be so late to anything because I just get so stressed and nervous, like getting ready or the concept of like time. For example, if my friends are like, oh, should we meet up at one? I will always be there late, not because I'm a bad friend, but because of the fact like I'm so stressed and anxious, I cannot even grasp time, let alone you know, kind of getting myself ready and stuff. Anxiety can kind of spark from family if you've got any issues going on there. can spark from your work, like where you're working right now, your job. It can spark from there because sometimes we do get overloaded with work, whether that's schoolwork or literally like getting paid, whatever like that. Sometimes my anxiety sparks from productivity. For example, today I woke up this morning and I was like, you know what, for the first day in like a week or two, I'm genuinely just going to do absolutely nothing. And that's totally fine. But I've realised today with trialling that coping mechanism, it hasn't helped because I'm the type of person where I get stressed if I'm not doing something. So I've realised and I've trialled that coping mechanism that doing nothing doesn't help because in my mind, I'm beating myself up for actually doing nothing, even though I'm trying to help myself. You know, Sometimes my anxiety sparks from my looks. If some days I'm having a bad day where I'm kind of, I don't know, I have like body dysmorphia or if I look at myself and I'm comparing myself to people, which I'm trying to not do, it then makes my mind go absolutely ballistic and then kind of ruins my day and my night if I'm going out with friends and I'm like, oh God, I look awful. Like everyone looks incredible. Like it's just me. But also alongside acknowledging where your anxiety sparks from you then can recognize how to kind of attack this anxiety and heal from it for example as I said that mine comes down to university work because I'm really stressed because I have big dreams however I realized that I 
realised that I, I kind of went Australian then, realised that when my anxiety does come down to university work, it's all about being productive and kind of realising that just because I'm not at my dream goal right now doesn't mean that I never will be. Just means that it'll take time and you have all the time in the world, but sometimes your anxiety will tell you that you don't. Another big thing alongside that point is recognising how to fix it, as I said. And that's because sometimes when I'm sat down and I kind of start to feel that emotion bubbling up of anxiety, I'm like, oh my God, like, no, like, please don't. But the only thing is ignoring this emotion that you have and kind of pushing it aside only really makes it bubble up because you can ignore it, get better for a day and it comes back even bigger because you haven't solved the issue. You haven't tried to help yourself or heal yourself with what you felt yesterday so today it's feeling even worse you know I recognize that sometimes when my anxiety falls down to my looks for example that the reason the way that I can kind of help myself is to just look at myself and genuinely just pick up my favorite things about myself or look at myself and think you know what you've come so far and I'm so grateful for my body I'm so grateful for what it does for me what it's capable of I think Sometimes with anxiety, you have to kill it with kindness, literally, which my friend always says to me, because your anxiety, of course, is going to down you and it's going to try and pick on anything that you could find weak about yourself, but literally turn it on its head. And if your anxiety that day is about your eyebrows, be like, actually, no, just because I'm having a bad day doesn't mean that my eyebrows aren't good. It sounds very superficial, but that was just the first example I could think of. But if your anxiety is down to not being productive, be like, okay, that's fine. If I'm not productive today, I'll let myself have a rest. But tomorrow I'm going to get back on back into it. And that's fine. It's all about giving yourself time and realizing you have all the time in the world. And just recognize what you can do to help it. It may not be specific things or specific solutions, because I found that when I was really depressed, and sometimes when I get really anxious, there isn't a specific reason. Well, on the outside, I don't think there's a specific reason. But I have to almost look further and be like, okay, what parts of my life right now aren't completed? Or what parts of my life right now are kind of on that to-do list that I threw away thinking I was done? And then work on it and try and pick at it and turn your anxiety on its head and kill it with kindness. My favorite thing that I've found since being at uni is realizing that I have new coping mechanisms Of course, since moving away and not obviously being able to go straight up to my parents and watch a film with them, because that used to be kind of what my coping mechanism would be, would be like spending time with them or going out, walking the dog or like going and sit by the river, but I can't do that anymore. I've realized that I need to make my own coping mechanisms. It's the same as when I say like, you need to make new boundaries if they're kind of not fulfilling you anymore. It's okay to not have the same, what's it called? Like, healing reaction to certain things anymore if you're if your healing reaction to when you were anxious or depressed used to be watching a film but now it's not that's fine it just means that you've changed and you've evolved and you're moving on in life my coping mechanism when I was depressed was watching new films but now because of my anxiety I can't sit through a film and I kind of I put it on and I just can't even watch it I'm like no no no, okay that's fine like I'll just do something else or I can't read a book anymore and it's it's exhausting but I'm not going to put myself down for the fact that my anxiety is kind of stopping me from doing things again I'm going to turn it on its head and realize that sometimes if nothing in particular is bothering me or 
making me anxious. I'm going to find healthy coping mechanisms, new ones that kind of fit this new version of myself that isn't the same as a year ago. And that's totally fine. Your coping mechanisms could be watching a movie, watching your favorite TV show, rewatching it, for example. It could be reorganizing your room. It could be making a new Pinterest board, making a vision board of your dreams in life. I find always kind of make me motivated and that kind of fixes my anxiety to do with university work. Your coping mechanism could literally just be taking a day off. And the only advice that I can give there is that when you have a day of rest and relaxation, don't beat yourself up for sitting and doing nothing. Because sometimes when I'm sat in my bed, for example, today, and I was like, okay, I'm just going to sit with myself, watch a movie, stuff like that. I had this kind of inkling and the anxiety came back, even though I'm trying to feel it because it was like, oh, you're not doing anything. You're sitting around. If you are going to have a day off and rest and relax, let yourself relax. Let yourself enjoy doing nothing and realize that just because you're not doing anything now, you're going to do it tomorrow. And you can have the rest day today and a lovely day tomorrow of being productive or not even productive, just being happy and healthy and positive within yourself and don't beat yourself up. Other coping mechanisms could be reading and writing. Like I really love whenever I'm sad because I've always, I'm such an advocate for like producing something beautiful out of sadness. For example, last night I wrote a poem which I sent to my best friend and she absolutely loved it. She was like, you have a wonderful way with words and she knew exactly what it was about or who it was about. Um, but that expressing my sadness or expressing my loneliness, happiness, joyfulness or anxiety through words, even if you don't have someone, write it down, journal, buy yourself a journal. That has been genuinely such a lifesaver when I've been anxious. I've just wrote it all down and got it out. I have physically pushed it away from my, no, physically? I have lit, lit, literally, literally, okay, I can't speak, but... I have in literature, we're going to say in literature, because that sounds beautiful. In literature, I have, oh God, literally pushed away the anxiety and just put it on a page and left it. I've pushed it away. I've got it out of my system. And I'm like, okay, that's down in my book now. Now I can move on. It's almost expressing it, speak to someone, get help. Or if you don't have anyone, just write it down. Other coping mechanisms could be hot girl walks or going to the gym. I'm not even going to be an advocate for hot girl walks because I hate hot girl walks. I made a TikTok the other week and it was like, who goes for hot girl walks? Like, I think it's because like, I just sweat. Like I get sensory overload so bad. Like I start to feel my clothes on my body and I start to like hear everything from my headphones. Like it's, I can't do it. That's not my coping mechanism, but I've trialed it. I've tried it out, realized that it's not for me and that's not my coping mechanism. So I'm going to find a new one and that's fine. Other ones could literally be like, a favorite flavor of tea. Like when you feel really anxious, you could be like, okay, I'm going to have a peppermint tea or I'm going to have a rose tea. Like they're my favorite teas, by the way, hint, hint. Um, But you know, your coping mechanism doesn't have to be doing something. It could be having a cup of tea or having favorite drink, like lemonade or whatever like that you want to do. As I've said, a big thing that's helped me is FaceTime, which sounds quite like, oh God, really? But obviously being away at uni, like I can't speak to my parents in person. So I just FaceTime them all the time or just FaceTime my best friend. And I kind of vent to them or I'm like, are you okay if I just tell you about my day? And it's just nice to speak to someone. Sometimes when you're experiencing anxiety, the way that I've kind of lived with it is the fact that I've realized I am not alone. Anxiety, my anxiety has made me feel so lonely and made me isolate myself from people. And it got to like a point where I was like, hang on a minute, 
I actually have wonderful people in my life. I have wonderful friends, wonderful family. So why am I letting this little voice in my head win? And I haven't let it win. I'm continuously trying to work my way through it and heal myself by talking to people and not being alone. As I've said, anxiety makes you feel like quite alone. It has made me feel quite alone. However, it's not a weakness. Anxiety isn't this complete devil on your shoulder because you don't have to make it that. Anxiety, unfortunately, like it's not a quick fix, but it could be a quick fix. I don't know whether how good your coping mechanism is, but it's only there if we let it. You know, let the anxiety visit, let it teach you what it's trying to tell you when you get anxious around someone or doing something in particular, but don't let it overstay. Don't let it overstay its welcome and be like, okay, thank you for coming. Thank you for teaching me. However, you're going to have to go now because I need to move on and learn from that lesson. I always see this year, my goal was to see negative things as lessons rather than these awful things that have happened in my life. Kind of realize what this anxiety is trying to tell you and what it's trying to indicate this part of your life isn't as good as you think or isn't a good thing for you. And find help, you know, reach out to people or research on social media what you could do or you know listen to a podcast search why you might be anxious or just genuinely address the situation and perhaps analyze why you're feeling like that who's made you feel like that what's made you feel like that and then tackle it from there as i've said with coping mechanisms i used to have very different ones than i have now or i could have different coping mechanisms in the summer than i do in the winter my old coping mechanism when i was at home this was about April, May, June, July time, like all throughout the summer, would be waking up in the morning, having a morning routine of like going down, getting breakfast, like doing some yoga, stretching, grabbing a coffee, seeing outside in the sun and journaling. And that worked wonders for me because I was doing absolutely nothing, but I was okay with it. It was fine the fact that I was doing nothing because I just let myself rest. However, since then, because obviously I can't exactly go sit outside you know, in the pouring rain and wind with a coffee and a journal, you know, I love the rain, but not at the moment. But since then, I've trialed so many coping mechanisms. And some of them aren't as good as others. Um, Some of them have been a little bit bad, for example, going out drinking at uni, or I don't know, constantly trying to push people away has been a coping mechanism, unfortunately. And if you do suffer with anxiety or any kind of like whenever you're down I have always felt that I've pushed people away not because I didn't like them anymore but at the fact I thought I don't want to put this on anyone else I don't want to affect them or I don't feel good enough to be friends with this person um and it hurts looking back on it now I almost want to hug myself and be like you're never going to make someone feel that way because If your friends are truly your friends, they will do anything to make you happy or to be there for you. You know, I have the most wonderful friends, you know, my best friend, I could call her at 4am in hysterics and she will pick up. You know, I have incredible people in my life, but anxiety sometimes makes me forget that. So I've trialed coping mechanisms. Obviously, I said the bad ones like drinking, stuff like that. But the good coping mechanisms that I have, I found going to the gym. I see it less as like, because I used to see it as like, oh, I'm going to change my body totally. Now I see going to the gym as just a break, like a mental break from responsibility, like having to do work or having to focus on anything. I just go there, 
I'll literally go on the treadmill and I'll do that bloody like walk like incline walk thing and I'm just alone with music just walking and it's so lovely I've trialed obviously hot girl walks and I said didn't work out very well for myself but that might be for you personally not for me um other coping mechanisms have been journaling I've trialed that that works for me I've also trialed you know what's been my other bloody coping mechanisms that I've trialed Oh, I've tried. I don't know why I just shouted at the bloody camera then. I have trialed spending a lot of money, you know, going out and doing like retail therapy. It makes me feel good for like 10, 15 minutes. And then after I check my bank account, I then this get this severe regret that I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. So retail therapy, I've noticed isn't for me because I'm a very impulsive person and it makes my anxiety even worse. Um, but what I'm trying to tell you is, trial and experiment with what makes you feel better your experiments can be as little as going for a walk it could be going you know sitting with nature it could be reading new genre of books your coping mechanism could be trying new coffees at places it could be taking yourself on out on a date weekly or allocating a designated day in the week where you do nothing you just sit alone with yourself and that's fine but if some of them don't work out that's fine However, you're not going to find your coping mechanism without trialing them, you know? I spoke about when, obviously, I was really depressed. I really wanted it and I was putting more pressure on myself to instantly be healed and instantly kind of get rid of it and fix it and push it away. My first instinct when I first usually get really anxious or when I get really sad would be to ignore it and push past it and leave it alone. However, as I've said, all that's doing is creating this little, like, Imagine a pile of clothes in your room. If you don't tidy it up, obviously you're going to keep throwing things onto it because you're like, oh, I'll do it later. Oh, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it next week. It's That's how I feel with anxiety. If I don't try and attack it and try and heal myself, it just gets bigger. And as hard as it, hard as it is, it's a small step every day rather than a massive like mountain to climb at the end of the week. But also realize that your mental health isn't something to ignore or to get rid of or to have a quick fix. When you're experiencing mental health, it's an indication that you need to heal in some sort of way. It might be childhood trauma or it might just be experience is re resurfacing that perhaps you haven't healed and you haven't revisited yet. And I have been through some things where they've resurfaced and I've kind of been so incredibly emotional because I was like oh my god and however again anxiety is an indication of something in your life that you need to heal that something in your life isn't quite right and it's not right for you and you kind of need to attack it and not sort it out because again I don't want to put across that mental health is something to just throw away but give yourself time and the chance to have peace of mind and you have all the time in the world as I've said Sometimes we get so stressed at such a young age that we have to perform and be so successful and be so driven and motivated in every single day of our life. However, we all have bad days. We all have days where it's worse than others and then a good day the next day and then a bad day the next day. You can't control that, but also give yourself time and give yourself permission to relax and heal and take time off to kind of Fix these aspects where you keep throwing yourself in the deep end at this little demon on your shoulder and realize that this demon on your shoulder is only there because you're letting it. 
your mind can't help it. It's not your fault that you're letting it be there. But just slowly start to kind of build this little angel on your other shoulder. So it decreases the size of the demon on the other shoulder. And that sounds really weird. But I always think whenever I get anxious of a little version of myself kind of telling it to go away, like your inner child perhaps might be an indication of your anxiety. But just let yourself have time and let yourself breathe. Anxiety almost to me, as I've said, it's this ball of energy. It's this like pile of clothes in the corner and it only gets bigger. However, obviously I'm an advocate for pushing emotions into something beautiful. Feed that ball of energy that's making you anxious or the ball of energy of anxiety and stress into your art and into something that you love, something that you're passionate about or something that I don't know, you're you're working on for when you're older or just genuinely something that you love. Put all of this kind of bundle of energy into yourself. You know, use this stress as an indication, okay, to be like, okay, I'm going to go out on a walk and I'm going to feel a bit better. I'm going to try a bit better today or feed that stress and anxiety into powering through some work. Feed that stress into making a picture about it or a a poem about it, or making a new playlist to fit the new emotion that you want to have after this anxiety, so that you kind of listen to it, and almost you're envisioning yourself at the end of the tunnel, because there is a light at the end of the tunnel, and that sounds cringe, but recently something that's helped me quite a lot is, for example, when I've had to go to the gym as like a stress relief, and kind of getting away, I envision this end result of myself at the end of this anxiety and she's so beautiful and she's so kind caring carefree she's so loving and generous so it's almost this anxiety is trying to kind of what's the word blur your vision of yourself and sometimes it can make you feel not as beautiful as you are because you're such a beautiful human being however let yourself realize that it's not in a cocky way. And even if it was cocky, who cares? You know, feel however you want to feel, but view yourself as the most positive, loving, kind, caring, beautiful person, because feed your anxiety into that. Feed that energy into seeing yourself as such an incredible human being that you will see so many positive things spiraling out from your life. If there is like a specific person or a specific situation or specific things that make you anxious, learn to let that shit go. You have control of your body and your mind. So don't let anything control you. If it's certain situations and people, like cut them off. Stop going back to them. If it's a toxic ex or if it's a toxic best friend, you don't need that person. Are they feeling this sense of anxiety or this sense of overwhelming in their mind? No. So why does, why do they deserve to make you feel like that? Why does going to a certain place make you get to make you feel like that realize that it's okay to let things go and it's okay to be free of old habits and bad habits and unhealthy habits anything that kind of was a negative impact that could be impacting you now mentally learn to let that shit fucking go I want to end with this point that I saw this beautiful like piece of art it was so cute and it was like the walls aren't getting bigger you're just growing And it was like this tiny little house that you're trying to fit yourself into. But you're struggling, you're getting suffocated. But it's just because you're evolving as a person. Don't think this anxiety is going to stay forever. Don't let it stay forever. Realize that this anxiety is trapping you in and it's only because 
there is this sense of growth and you're going to become such an incredible person that it's kind of trying to trap you in. Realize that you're growing, you're evolving, you're getting bigger and better. So grow, grow out of this anxiety and grow out of letting it stay. But also let the pain visit, let it teach you what it has to teach you and then let it go. Realize that you cannot let your anxiety overstay anymore. I really hope that you find this new sense of peace of mind and this new sense of kind of clarity and clearness in your mind from this anxiety because it doesn't control you. It doesn't have this sense of ownership over you. And having this anxiety, it doesn't mean that you're not going to achieve the things you want to or become the person you want to. Do not let it overstay. Grow through it and find new healthy habits to heal yourself because it's all about healing. It's not about throwing this emotion away. Don't ignore it. Realize what it's trying to teach you and grow through it. I love you with all my heart. I hope you have a wonderful day. And if you ever need any help, please come to me. So I love you. Mwah.